Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. Write this down. Distractions are distractions. I think that, I mean, damn, there are so many things that can come into our life on a daily basis, right? Um, with with varying degrees of, of priority. And sometimes it comes in the form of something that we think we want to do, like we feel good about it, but it, but nevertheless, it's distracting us from what we're supposed to do. Sometimes it has like an emergency quality to it where there's sort of like, um, I have, a, I have a responsibility to deal with this thing. You know, the dog ran away. Uh, the kid climbed up into a tree. You know, the brother and sister are fighting. You know, mom or dad is, you know, having a panic attack about something in their life. People want you to come to their rescue type of situation. And we feel like we have a responsibility without understanding that our first responsibility is to us first. It's to us first. And we need to have a boundary in that place because a distraction is a distraction. Good, bad, evil, right, wrong, indifferent, responsible, irresponsible, sickness, right? So many of these things will also show up as like, oh, I don't have any control over it. It's, it's not my fault. Um, it's, it's interesting. For... 21 years, I've been doing live speaking engagements, seminars, uh, all kinds of live events all over the world. And a lot, I mean a lot. If you saw my calendar for the last 10 years, you'd be like, what the fuck? Like, how does anybody even do that? I, I don't even know how we do it. I really don't. Sometimes Steph and I sit down and we look at the calendar of what we've done. And, and actually, me, Steph, and Brandon have done this on many occasions. And we're like, how the hell did we even get that much done? Like, it's, it's absolutely amazing. But here's the thing. Not one of us has ever been sick where we had to cancel or, couldn't, or we didn't show up. Not one of us. And when you think about that, you also think, Wow, there's been times where I did an event and then afterwards I got sick. There was times where I was sick before and it cleared up right before the event. But when something's a priority in your mind, your unconscious, subconscious mind will do something extraordinary. It will, it will, it will pave the path. It will open the gates for you to live up to the commitment. So I'm going to say something that may sound kind of harsh, Right? If something shows up in your life that is preventing you from keeping your commitment, you don't want it bad enough. You don't want it bad enough. Now, I wouldn't walk down the street and tell people that because to the average individual that, that really is not understanding or learning these teachings, there's nothing before that statement or after that statement to kind of quantify or qualify it. It would seem, it would seem pretty harsh to that individual. But damn it if it's not the truth. It's absolutely the truth. 
You don't want it bad enough. Now, what does that mean? It means that all we have to do is look at it and go, okay, I may not know. I may not know what is causing that in myself. But if I, if I can accept that is truth, then what I can do is I can work on the cause of the problem. What's the cause of the problem? The cause of the problem is I don't want it bad enough. There's still a value conflict going on in my mind. So what I need to do is I need to move that desire into a, a, into a deeper, more accessible and energetic place where it will literally cause me, no matter what's going on, to shift circumstances right in front of me so that I can do what I said I was going to do. One of the, I'm not going to tell you all the goals that I have, but one of them is that for, I don't know, for probably 30 years, well, yeah, for 30 years, at least 30 years, um, 30 years ago, a little over 30 years ago, 80, 88, 89, I started working nights and I worked nights for a long time. And ever since I worked nights, my body clock has always had a tendency to be more of a night person than a morning person, even though I would prefer to be more of a morning person than a night person. Like everybody on my team is more of a morning person than a night person. And I have tried over and over again to, to like, become more of a morning morning person easily effortlessly like it's just the way that my body can I kind of re rewire my body to do that and I've never had any luck doing it now it doesn't mean that I can't get up three four five o'clock in the morning I mean we have to catch flights at all different times of, of, of you know crazy hours I'm always able to do that that's not an issue but it is mornings are rough for me they're rough it's like not everything is firing in in my head right for a certain amount of time after I wake up. So I need a period of time. So I decided, well, I'm going to work on changing that and really see if I can step into it energetically. So I'm going to get up at five and I'm going to see if I can't get the things done that I want to get done that require brain power before I would traditionally do them and see if I cannot really rewire myself uh, to come out on the, the other side of this thing. And not that it won't need effort going forward, but that that's what I'm going to do. So that's one of the things that I'm doing. And it's, it was, it was a challenge for me when I told everybody that I was going to do this, Steph asked me, cause I talked to her about it first. And she said, are you sure you want to do that? Because she knows I'm not a morning person. And actually I respect the fact that she kind of checked me like, you sure you want to do that? <laughs> you know, She's looking out for me. And I thought about it and I was like, yeah, no, I want to do that. So because it requires me to have to think in the morning, it requires me to have to teach in the morning. I remember one time we did a presentation for a company in uh, Dallas, I think it was. And it was early. It was like eight o'clock in the morning. And it was the only time we could do it. And I was like, damn it. Like, I am not good at eight o'clock in the morning to do a presentation. And when we got done, the only time ever Steph ever said something negative to me about one of my presentations was that she said to me, yep, you're not a morning person, right? Like, <laughs> we, we, don't, we don't need to book things for you at 8 o'clock in the morning on a, on a large scale. So I have to also look at the idea that 
Maybe I don't want to do it bad enough. I don't know why that is yet. I haven't found out why, but maybe I don't want to do it bad enough. Maybe that's the reason why I haven't done it. Like, because I really truly believe if you really want to do something bad enough, you're absolutely going to do it. No question about it. I also know that sometimes we don't find the answer to something until we get on the other side of that change, you know? So what's one of the things that's really cool and I got, all of us are very different. It's just in my house, it's just me and my dog Ferguson, uh, who he's, yeah, he's asleep behind me right now on the couch because he's not a morning person either because he's adapted to my schedule. But I'm divorced and my kids are grown, so I don't have anybody in the house with me. So I can have, like, the, it's really great because I have the whole morning to myself, right? I don't have anybody wanting anything from me in the morning, and I can really focus on what I need to make this transformation. But some of you don't have that luxury. Some of you have responsibilities and other people that need your attention in the morning, which may require that you get up earlier. It may require that you set some boundaries with people. And... The, again, the whole idea is that whatever is a distraction during this time is a distraction, right? So it's about personal responsibility. We're not going to accept excuses for ourselves. And did we keep our commitment for yesterday? Did we keep our commitment? If you didn't keep your commitment yesterday that was not 100% based on you, so let's say you said to your, yourself, I have to, I'm gonna have to, I have to make a sale every day. And you didn't make a sale yesterday. That's not 100% on you. The, 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 the idea there is that that can be adjusted. There's some leeway for that. So the idea is that what, if it, let's just say it's sales. What would I have to adjust to actually make the sale every day? I would have to get in front of more people. I would have to talk to more people. I would have to ask more people, which may means I need to adjust my output that's going out in order to be able to actually do that. Because there is a, there is a whole averages things that, that happens with sales. But, but the, the value is that we're going to make sales every day. That's what we should strive for. But I don't want you to link that up in your mind as a failure. Because I don't see it as a failure. I see it as something that we need to get better at. Whatever you didn't do that you committed to needs to be 100% on you, okay? So make sure you're looking at it as it's 100% on you. It doesn't require any agreement or input from anybody else. Don't let it happen again. If that's what it was, don't let it happen again. Make a commitment. You're not going to let it happen again, right? You need to double down on the commitment. There's, there's absolutely, you cannot tolerate going another day letting this happen. You can't. One day is not good. Two days is abominable. You, you just can't because you, you're creating momentum on day two. So typically what I will do in a situation like this is I will try to not only keep the commitment but do a little more. Force my mind to do more than I said I was going to do. Because you have to, you have to realize you're the one that's the king or the queen of your own mind. Okay, you're the you're the 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 drill sergeant for your your brain, not your brain. You got to show your brain who's boss. Okay, so it's very important, very important that today you do everything you say you're going to do and do a little bit more. As Earl Nightingale would as Earl Nightingale would say, 
do a little more for the love of it, for the lavish of it. It's easy to do that when we're doing something that we, we really like, you know. But in this situation, can I get a commitment from everybody? Let's, let's ever, all of us, let's do a little bit more today. Take into consideration the, the, the gift that that is for each and every one of us. All right, now, forgive yourself. Right now, forgive yourself. Don't beat yourself up over it. Don't start creating a story. Don't let your mind go into, I don't know if this is for me. What does everybody think of me? I don't know if I can do this. Whatever story is going on in your mind, fuck the story. Let it go. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. It's very important that you don't drag to yesterday into today. Okay? Because if you start feeling bad about yourself because you didn't, you didn't keep that commitment, you're, what you're doing is, is you're, you're playing off of the, the, the lack of self-worth part in your self-esteem. It's going to want to verify that today. It's going, to say, it's going to want to say, yeah, you were a piece of shit yesterday. You didn't do it. Let's show yourself how you're a piece of shit today. No, we're not playing that game. We're not playing it. No, absolutely no way. Okay? All right. What do I need to forgive from yesterday? Well, we've got a good start on that one, don't we? What do I need to forgive? Anything else that you need to forgive? Okay? If you've been creating any story at all, you need to forgive it. Forgive means to abandon, to abandon. I cannot stress, if you, if you start to create um, a story around, from a negative perspective, okay, you're giving the thing that you don't want attention. You're giving it attention. You're absolutely giving it attention. And whatever you give attention to grows. It doesn't matter whether it's positive or negative. If you talk to it, if you think about it, if you ruminate over it in your mind, you're gonna give it attention. If you're thinking, if you're thinking uh, should I, shouldn't I? Uh, I didn't get it done. What, well, how, much, how much harder do I need to work? Am I gonna be able to do that? All of that energy suck is gonna cause you to be exhausted. Mentally, emotion, emotionally, physically. Leave it at the damn door. It's over. You can't change it. You can only change going forward. All right, number two. What do I need to commit to today? Well, we're all going to commit to doing a little bit more today. A little bit more. It doesn't have to be a ton, but it needs to be enough that it makes a mark in your mind where it says, aha, I, I followed the law of abundance and I did a little bit more. I proved to myself I could do a little bit more. A little bit more, okay? A little bit adds up to a lot. You know, if you study one hour a day, just one hour, if you get up an hour earlier or stay up an hour later every day, that's nine 40-hour work weeks in a year. Nine 40-hour work weeks in a year, just by one day. Could you imagine what you could teach yourself if you studied one topic for nine 40-hour work weeks in a year, that's just one hour. My commitment to myself is four. I study four hours a day, every day, every day. And it's a combination of different things. 
I'm studying business for where Steph and I are going with the company. I'm studying things for my podcast. I'm studying things for people that I want to interview on my podcast. I'm studying things for content that I want to create for the podcast. I'm studying things for the things that I do individually with, with, with people as a coach or in how I'm teaching, what I'm teaching. And then studying for my own personal value to constantly keep myself in a state of growth. I have many books going at the same time. And you don't have to do the same thing as me. I'm just saying, like, I find the time to do that. And here's the other thing. I know you say, well, yeah, there's nobody else in your house. You could do that. No, no. When I was married and I was raising four children, I did the same thing. Everybody would go to bed. I would make calls till midnight. And then I would study for an hour or two. I would get up early. Every moment of free time during the day, you can ask anybody in my team. They'll see me walking around with my phone. Like I'll, I'll be on sale. I'll be not sales calls. I'll be on coaching calls. I'll get up to go to the bathroom and I'll turn my audio book on to listen to it on the walk to the bathroom while I'm using the restroom and coming back out again. Why? Because that's five minutes of time that I can do something good with besides just going to the washroom. And I don't view it as being something stressful. It's something I want to do. I want to do it. When you say you have a goal that you want to achieve, you should want to do all the things that are requisite for the fulfillment of that goal or that dream. I want to learn as much as I possibly can. I will come home. I will put something on that I'm learning, that I'm listening to. I will make myself dinner or answer emails or play with my dog or go for a walk. Or when it's cool outside, I'll, I'll go out and build a fire in my outdoor fire pit and sit there on the, because I have a house on the lake. I'll sit there on the, look at the water and the, have the fire going and, and listen to a book and take notes. Like I'm always finding a way. I don't drive anywhere without listening to something. What are you going to commit to today? What are you going to commit to today? And a commitment, it's all in. I'm like, I'm 100% in. All right. 2A, if I broke my commitment yesterday, what needs to change to keep my commitment today? You need to get the excuse out of the way. You need to top, stop telling the story and you need to do a little bit more. If we don't keep the commitment, we're going to do a little bit more the next day because we have to not just break that habit, but we have to do more. And it's not from the doing perspective. It's 100% from how am I rewiring my brain? We've made such progress in studying the brain uh, lately. And one of the things that we have found out in studying the brain is that if you visualize winning, your brain will accept it and you will see yourself as a winner. It'll have an overall effect over your performance. If you visualize losing, it will do the exact same thing. You will see yourself as a loser and it will affect your performance. But here's something that's really fascinating about this. If you visualize yourself winning, 
and you don't do any work, you don't back it up with any action, it is less potent as far as creating the, creating the, 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 the wiring in your brain, the, the neural connections, as if you mixed it with struggle and a little bit of fear and apprehension. They've proven this because fear and apprehension are motivators to do something different. It intensifies the motion that is mixed with the actual outcome. So a lot of times people will say to themselves, well, uh, I don't want to think negative thoughts. They're not negative thoughts. They're not negative thoughts at all. It is part of the thought process that is actually moving you forward, right? So think about this for a moment, right? Because it's not about clearing away your entire experience. It's about how do we use it to create something uh, really exponential in our life. What wins do I want to focus on to, to lift my confidence? Okay, number four, what potential negatives do I need to block out? Okay. Number five, what do I need to visualize today? Number six, what new information do I need to seek out to learn today or in the near future? What new information do I need to seek out today or learn in the near future? So here's something that I decided to do. Originally, what I was going to do was I was going to, because what I've been doing for 25 years is writing my own self-hypnosis and visualization scripts and then using those. Um, but what I decided was that could get, there's so many of you, like it could really get tricky for me because there's different, uh, there's like all these little different uh, situations and circumstances that you're all going through and I couldn't possibly address every one of them. I'm going to take you through one of the ones that I use on a regular basis, but I'm going to have my team post three books that I think that you should get from Amazon. And uh, they're fantastic books. I recommend them to people all the time. They're, uh, it's very solid and it's about self-hypnosis and they have all the scripts in there. They also have the templates if you want to create your own script. And here's the most important part because the script is like anybody could write a self-hypnosis script if you understand how to write one, which is, it's not difficult. But here's the part. It's the induction scripts that are most important. It's the induction scripts that are most important. And he has all the induction scripts done, right? So um, once, you, once you learn how to do this, you can, you can use any of the topics in these three books to begin to work on whatever it is that you want to change. Now, I'm not going to insist because you're the one that has to buy the books, but I'm highly recommending that you do it, that you get these three books. I mean, what's it going to cost you? 25, 30 bucks to get the books. Um, I don't know this guy. I don't get anything for recommending it. I just highly recommend it because I know that the guy's good and I, and I've, I've used some of his stuff myself. I've recommended it to the other people and I, his, his, his scripts are, are, are very good. Here's another thing. This is proven science folks. For those of you that are not familiar with hypnosis or, or, or planning an image into your subconscious mind, it's proven science. Whatever you create in your subconscious mind, you will manifest in, in the physical world. If you do it correctly, it's not an if there's no, if it's a hundred percent that that's the way that it is. I mean, everything that I do is helping a person move a belief from their conscious mind to their subconscious mind, creating the paradigm of patterns in order to create uh, the life that they want. 
right? And it's about setting up the habitual ways of being in order to do it. All right. Uh, number six, what new information? We did that. Okay. Number seven, after reviewing my tasks, how do I need to show up today? So I think that's kind of obvious too. We need to show up with a little more courage, a little bit more commitment, a little more. I will not be denied my success. I will not be denied my success. Michael Jordan, sore, his body's hurting, problems at home, losing a game. He's in the gym at five o'clock in the morning, making a thousand shots of the shot that he missed the night before. So it never happens again. Commitment, commitment, doing more than is necessary. You don't get this time back. You don't get it back. Okay. Write this down. Very important. Without growth, we are now all we are ever going to be. Without growth, we are now all that we're ever going to be. Without growth, we are right now all we're ever going to be. Growth, personal conscious growth, needs to be a conscious value from this day forward for the rest of your life. Because if it's not, whatever you are right now is all you're ever going to be. And what's even worse about that is that you'll literally go backwards because you're either growing or dying. You're not, nobody's ever staying the same. You're either growing or dying. You want to make more money, you need to grow into the person that makes the money. You want to have the business, you need to grow in the person that has the business. You want to have an amazing podcast, you need to grow into the person that has an amazing podcast. You want an amazing lover or, an, or a partner in life, you have to grow into the person that that person wants to be with. Think to yourself, oh, well, they should just accept me who I am now. No, if you want somebody that's amazing, you better become amazing so that that person can see you and want to be with you. You don't want to go find somebody, if you don't have a partner now, you don't want to go find somebody who's not amazing and then they have to struggle for 20 years to become amazing. You, you work on you. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.